Hey, what's up, everybody? Heath Caps here from Fake Teams. Coming to you on my first effort at the Solo Pod, where I've done some playing around before and just trying to get into something a little bit new. What I'm going to talk about today is quarterbacks. We've been taking each position week by week at Fake Teams. We're actually wrapping up running backs this week but last week we spent a lot of time on quarterbacks and as things crystallize I'm gonna do my best to try to get my thoughts out there and little thing about me I completely embrace the moniker fanalist I do not consider myself to be an expert I, uh, I do this thing for fun I don't get paid Nothing crazy like that. I just spend some time on it in my downtime when I can be pretty busy. So since I'm spending my free time on it, you, you you must know that that means I care about it quite a bit. So I get a lot of fun out of it. The most enjoyment that I get is having conversations and a lot of the same things you guys do. Having some friendly trash talk, sharing some different viewpoints and hopefully getting better along the way so would love to hear some feedback you can post it in the comments whenever I throw up a post you can hit me up on Twitter at HeathCaps and uh, in general just find me on fake teams so here we go now that that's out of the way we uh, we culminated that week with cumulative quarterback ranks, of which four of us were, were apart. And I think I'm going to start with like the big things that left out at me. Um, we don't deviate much from the industry consensus. We've got a top three of A-Rod, Brady, Breeze. I know that's pretty boring. Um, we actually still had Andrew Luck fourth. Um, I've been the quickest one to downgrade him. I've got luck number seven right now, but if I was drafting today, that guy would not be on my list. I would either be looking at, uh, let's see, for me it'd be Mariota, but definitely Mariota or uh, Russell Wilson instead of luck. And then I actually have Kirk Cousins in that elite group. I'm the highest on him. I've got Kurt sixth overall. So after those three, I probably would wait a little bit until it came back around to a Cam Newton type, which I still feel like is a bit of a risk, but I can also make a case for Cam to finish as the overall quarterback one. So um, in general, I guess from that, I'm, I'm saying I'm staying away from Andrew Luck right now. If you're a quarterback, you got to be able to throw, and that's not something that he's been doing. So I am pretty afraid of luck at the moment. So, so again, back to fake teams consensus. We're the big three at the top. Luck is still fourth. Russell Wilson, number five. Um, Matty Ice coming in, number six. And... I'm the, I'm the lowest on Matt Ryan. I've actually got him as the quarterback nine. And I'm going to bring up his 
touchdown rate from last year. I think it was right around somewhere right around three percent. Um, actually, no, it was high. I'm sorry. Where are we at? Pro Football Reference. Last year, Matt Ryan's TD percentage was la 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 7.1. My gosh, it's crazy. I knew it was high, but that is insanely high. Um, for comparison, Matt Ryan's career TD percentage is 4.7. Um, so again, last year he was through the roof at 7.1. And the year before that, 3.4. And I don't even mind to read it back to you as we go backwards. So 3.4, 4.5, 4.0. 5.2, 5.1, 4.9, 4 4.9, 3.7, and then he's got this massive spike at 7.1. So what that means for me is with losing Kyle Shanahan and having the abnormal spike in the TD rate, um, I'm downgrading him quite a bit. I actually worry that quarterback nine is still a little bit too high. At the same time, it's hard to argue against a guy with Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman and Julio Jones and all the all the weapons that he has at his disposal. So for now, I'm content to be the lowest on Matty Ice. So, you know, in my humble opinion, tread lightly. Um, so that brings us through six. The number seven quarterback for us is Mariota, who I, I actually have fourth overall. I would take him after the big three in A-Rod, Brady, and Breeze. Um, I know they're run-centric. I also know that Mike Malarkey, when he was the OC in Atlanta, as they added more weapons to Matt Ryan, you saw that they increased their passing output. Um, when they got Tony Gonzalez, it had a spike. When they added Julio Jones, it spiked. Um, so... My, my thinking with Mariota, yes, they have two phenomenal running backs. He's going to get some easy yards from Murray. Henry has actually improved as a receiver. That's the steady drumbeat out of Titans camp this preseason um, or this spring. And they've just they've added, I mean, Corey Davis and Eric Decker. It's just Rashard Matthews is perpetually underrated and... I just, there's no way that he's not crushing it still, especially in the red zone where he is just absolutely dominated. So it's more of an efficiency pick. I get that if he's throwing the ball 600 times, then something has probably gone wrong. You know, they've deviated from what they, they really want to do. So um, I don't actually have, let's see, his attempts from last year. So I'm kind of I'm basing it on what I know. Like Matt Stafford, I know is going to chuck it 590 times this year. I just know how many attempts he has because he's the most underrated quarterback ever. Mariota, as a rookie, attempted 370 passes in 12 games. Um, last year in 15 games, 451. So I think it's right around 30 per game which would really would want him to be around like 
I think Russell Wilson had about 34 per game last year. So, you know, 451 divided by 15, yeah, 30.06. So 30 attempts per game for Mariota last year. Um, you know, the other deal is defensively they've improved. So if you remember from playing Daily Fantasy last year, you know, the Titans were a team that everybody threw on. So if they do improve, then you're obviously not having to throw as much, especially not with those running backs. So I get that it's risky. You know, I, I probably, the, the cool deal about Mariota is I'm not going to have to draft him fourth in order to land him. There's a difference in drafting and ranking. If I'm ranking, I'm going to look at what's the range of outcomes for somebody. So his range of outcomes, I feel like, is even higher than quarterback four. So if I'm drafting, I know I'm not, I'm not going to draft him fourth just because I haven't ranked fourth. I can probably wait. Most drafts, I think Matt Ryan's going to go. We'll see about the press on Andrew Luck. I think in most drafts now, Andrew Luck would probably still go if, if you're talking like your typical redraft because people are just going to look at the top of the list. So, you know, I know I can wait a tad bit. I've not been sniped on Mariota yet in any, in any mock draft. So, anyway, lots of love. I love the weapons. I know they want to run. I also know they're not going to be, be afraid to open it up, not with that quarterback, if you can uh, – believe what Mularkey did as the coordinator, the offensive coordinator in Atlanta when they added Tony Gonzalez and Julio Jones. So I like it. I think he's going to throw a little bit more this year. Um, all right, number eight quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Um, you can find this sheet, by the way, on fake teams if you just want to check it out. It's uh, 2000 Fantasy Football Consensus Quarterback Rankings. And it says updated in parentheses because I added mine, which are very important because they made Mariota move up. Uh, anyway, Kirk Cousins, um, Jonathan, and uh, let's see. Yeah, we got a pair. They're down down on Kirk. They got him at quarterback 10. Um, Pete and myself have him. Pete has him 7. I have him 6. Uh, I, know he, I know he slayed it at home last year, but... Even looking like beyond home road splits, Kirk is another situation where he just he is absolutely drowning in weapons, even to the point where like I'm worried about who to draft and you know I, I like the Terrell Pryor talent thing. We know that he his his range of outcomes is definitely like top ten wide receiver this year. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know that he's he also has downside of you know he's he's not going to see 140 targets again like he did in Cleveland so he's going to be more efficient he's going to have a better quarterback obviously but I mean Jordan Reed uh, Terrell Pryor Dotson is getting healthy uh, man I can't even think of the other guy that's like a like a top 30 wide receiver. My mind's going completely blank. Um, you know, Chris Thompson running back. I'll, I'll think of the other receiver in a minute, but I can't, you know, he just, there's so many weapons for Kirk, and I don't have a whole lot of faith in the running game. So 
you know, I just I just see the guy throwing a lot. I don't I don't see another way the Redskins really get there if they're not relying on Cousins. So we're also not talking about a phenomenal defense unless I'm missing something. So, which I, I'll be honest, I'm not done like a ton of research on the defensive side of the ball, but um, you know, I just I think he's going to have to sling it. So and you in the fake game, you got to look for opportunity. So Jamison Crowder, there we go. So yeah, Crowder, Jordan Reed, even Vernon Davis. That guy proved he could still he could still hack it last year. Um, he's a trendy little, you know, last last round pick if you've got the bench space, um, especially if you don't think Jordan Reed can stay healthy, which I do not. Um, I I try not to predict injuries. I like to just base my my picks and rankings on talent as much as possible. That being said, concussions we know like it's a scientific fact that concussions are recurring. That's not something that's up for debate. You know, you can debate, like, you know, are people more susceptible to, like, I don't know, other different types of injuries. But concussions, we know, as soon as you have one, you're more prone to having another one. So concussion history scares me quite a bit. So that includes Jordan Reed. That includes, like, Panthers defense if they happen to miss Luke Keekley again. So... I'm tempering expectations in those two places for what it's worth. So, anyway, love me some Kurt, quarterback six. Uh, fake team, we've got Cam Newton, number nine, which I think is pretty fair for him. We have him a spot ahead of Jameis Winston. Um, you know, it really just comes down to do you believe in Carolina trying to make changes this year? And I, I tend to believe um, I know they're committed to making the change the question is are they going to be able to execute so you know for a guy like Christian McCaffrey I mean he, he does some very specific things if you just google Cam Newton on Twitter you can find people dogging his like short area accuracy last year well cool deal we drafted Christian McCaffrey so um, it's a very it's a very specific way that they're going to try to build the offense. They want Cam to run less, which scares you a little bit for fantasy. At the same time, the dude is still only like 29 years old, and even when he was banged up a little bit last year, he's still he's still like tied for the league lead in rushing touchdowns. So I'm pretty sure he was tied with Tyrod Taylor. If he wasn't tied, I know he was right up at the top. So, you know, he's a big, strong guy. And when things break down and he sees it, he's going to take it. So what you hope he does is is be smart about it and get out of bounds and, and not take the contact. But, I, I mean, I think quarterback quarterback nine is, is pretty fair for Cam and his upside. If he can improve a bit, um, you know, short area with McCaffrey, he's going to get some cheap yards. Greg Olson's still the man. Kelvin Benjamin gets a lot of hate for his weight, but he's already got it under control, and the dude can score. So I like Cam a lot as a top 10 quarterback this year. And unless you live in the Carolinas like I do, you're probably going to be able to get him if you want him. So 
Uh, yeah, Cam's only 28. So, I mean, that's if you like one one recent press conference where he's sitting there talking about you know people want me to like not be who I am kind of thing. Like the dude is gonna run this year, so he may run less, and that's cool. You know, the trade-off may be a little more efficiency and hopefully a little more healthy. But I'll I'll take it all day with Cam. So he at fake teams, he is our quarterback nine. I've got him number eight, so pretty tight right there. Uh, it's my fault that Jameis Winston is our quarterback ten. Um, the other guys, they've got him eight, eight, and nine. I put him all the way down at twelfth. I get it with Deshaun Jackson. I know defenses are automatically going to have to respect him. I know that offense is going to be dangerous. <clears throat> At the same time, I just—it's hard for me with Jameis, and I don't. I don't some of it is that situation. Um, some of it is like the—he's—he's he's a guy that has like a really safe floor. I can't—I don't remember the statistics, but I know. I know Scott Fish and the Fanball guys were talking about Jameis on a recent podcast, um, and Scott might have even tweeted about it. But it, it forgive the lack of specificity. But it, basically, he's got to say floor. But he's he's not one of those guys that like has these weekly spikes like like what we would chase in daily fantasy. So granted, maybe Deshaun Jackson can can help with that. At the same time, like that, that whole team is improving. Um, I sort of, I sort of think that like they can be a, a team that plays ball control and plays defense and runs the ball. They proved last year they're not afraid to feed um, Quiz Rogers. I think he he had like fifty six carries and two starts. So even with Doug Martin out for I think three games. Like quizzes, quiz is gonna be fed, man. And I don't know if it's like, hey, you're rested. Let's just like load you up until our guy comes back. But I, I don't know. I just I don't I don't get the major love for Winston. He just I know Mike Evans is a stud. I know Jackson's a stud. Even Bray, like Bray, Bray's a really underrated guy that that I like this year. Um, you know, for a tight end, he. I don't know the average depth of target off the top of my head, but I know it's good. Like he's kind of a he's just he's a he's a little bit of a seam stretcher. So you know I like the weapons. I just I, I just I can't put my finger on why Winston is not like why I'm not in love with him. And, and maybe some of that is just paying attention to team context and thinking that maybe they're just not going to have to throw the ball a whole lot. So. I think he'll be good. I just don't think he's got the ceiling as some of the other guys ahead of him, at least that I have ahead of him in Cam and Kirk and Mariota. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, Derek Carr, the other guys are pretty uh, bearish on compared to me. He's 12, 11, 12. I've got him 14th, uh, which is pretty par for the course around the industry. Most people are expecting that Oakland offense to regress a little bit, and I'm not really sure exactly why. Maybe it's because they were just so efficient last year. Um, I know I wrote a piece on Marshawn Lynch a couple days ago, and that was the one major comment from 
another uh, pundit on Twitter. It's like, hey, you know, you're not you're not factoring in this Oakland regression. And then today I read uh, Mike over at Fantasy Pros. I can't pronounce his last name. Tagliere. I'm sorry, dude, if I'm butchering that. But you know, he when he's he's talking about taking drafting players that are tied to good offenses and I believe he had Oakland he had Oakland seventh. You know, like how much how much regression are we really expecting for Derek Carr and Marshawn Lynch, Amari, Crabtree, they added Jared Cook. And even if you're not buying Lynch, Jalen Richard is a really good player and a lot of people really like Washington. Um, DeAndre, not Dwayne. Let me not make that mistake. Um, so, you know, I, I don't have the major concerns about crazy regression. Um, I do think they're going to be really solid. I think they're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. It's plausible to me that they feed Marshawn Lynch at the goal line, and maybe that maybe that takes away some of Derek Carr's touchdown from what we can expect from him scoring-wise. Which, if that's the case, then more people need to get on the Marshawn Lynch bandwagon that I'm, like, over here driving by myself, me and my Skittles. So, but I don't see people doing that. So it's almost like people are they're downgrading Carr, but they don't believe in Lynch. So I need to see more people drafting Jalen Richard or DeAndre Washington. So you guys got to figure that out. Um... Last but not, not least, we uh, we put up a quick article about this on fake teams. Once I added my rankings in, due in large part to being the guy that was most down on Ben Roethlisberger, I've got him quarterback 16. But once I added mine in, we had a we had a three-way tie for the the 12th quarterback spot between Roethlisberger, Matt Stafford, and Philip Rivers, which. I know you can kind of remove Roethlisberger if you're like the general fantasy populace. Most people have him ranked above Stafford and Rivers. So really the debate would then be Stafford versus Rivers, who I have really close. I've got Stafford 10th. I've got Rivers 11th. And those are two guys that are they're veteran guys that I guess maybe it's just not, it's not as exciting to, to pick a Matt Stafford or Phillip Rivers. And, and that's where a lot of people are making a mistake because Stafford is going to sling it. Like if you, if you look at his, his attempts per year, he's basically hitting or approaching 600 every year. Like the, the past two years, he was right around 590, 592. Um, you know, he, for a guy that once was considered to be injury prone, I think he has completely shed that label. I, I also, and I don't know how crazy it is, I also sort of think that all those years of having Calvin Johnson, that maybe he was a tad bit stunted just as a, an overall, as a complete quarterback. Um, when you really have that guy that you know you have to force feed. Um, you know, last year, like, just really efficient. Um, his weapons are awesome. I mean, Golden Tate is a stud. I'm a firm believer in the Eric Ebron breakout now that Anquan Bolden is gone. If Ebron even catches like five touchdowns, the dude's going to be a tight end, like top ten tight end. Um, 
Myron Jones, another guy, like he, like, a little bit unlucky on the deep ball last year. I think a second year in that offense is going to be good for Marvin Jones. Theoretic's still there catching passes. Amir Abdullah is back healthy. Um, and we don't love the defense. I mean, he's going to have to he's going to have to sling it to stay in some games. So uh, they also I saw a crazy stat. I can't remember exactly talking about Zinner. And whoever the other running back was last year that was catching a few goal line carries whenever Abdullah was down, it was like maybe around 10, whereas like 10 red zone carries and, and Stafford had, had thrown it like 30-something times compared to those carries. So maybe they get to where they trust Abdullah a little bit more. But, you know, Zinner is still like a trendy late-round pick because he's getting some goal line carries in camp. So... I sort of feel like when they're at the goal line, he's going to be most likely Stafford's going to be slinging the rock. So I expect him to improve on his uh, on his touchdowns. He had 24 last year. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. I think his, he was a little bit down on TD rate last year, around 4%. Um, yeah, his percentage last year was 4. Uh, the year before that, he was at 5.4. And his, his average is 4.4, so, you know, not crazy down compared to his career average, but definitely a guy that could see a few more touchdown passes this year. So you hate, kind of hate that Anquan Bolden is gone, unless you're an Eric Ebron guy. But for Stafford's sake, you know, I, I expect a little bit of improvement from, from Marvin Jones this year. So... Not quite the heater that he was on early in the season when he got traded, but you know, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty up on Stafford. I've got him quarterback ten, and I think that's like right where he needs to be. So disagree if you want to, but you know, let's see what he was last year. He was the quarterback seven, and the year before that, he was the quarterback nine. So keep hating on my quarterback ten pick. Um. Moving on, so three-way battle, right? Stafford, Rivers, Roethlisberger. Let's talk about Rivers. Um, you know, in, in general, like what I'll say is like the guy's a lot for to push for four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. So, you know, maybe he's a shade below, but his his receiving group this year is better than last year. He's got. You know, Gates is still a shadow of what he used to be, but he's got Hunter Henry in year two and the return of Keenan Allen. He's got Tyrell Williams with another year of experience. And, you know, Melvin Gordon played most of the season last year, but he did miss the last three games. So has a healthy Melvin Gordon. Last year, Rivers was the quarterback 11, and that's right where I've got him this year. I just I don't see any reason to not have him in the in the starting 12. So, you know, plus once you get below him, let's see. Dun, 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 dun. At least in my from my point of view. So I've got remember I've got James 12th. So I, I I sort of feel like the San Diego defense is a little bit is is a little bit overrated. People are really talking those guys up this year. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just not buying it. 
with the Chargers D. So after Rivers and I don't really like Jameis, after that you're talking about Dak and the Cowboys really want to play ball control. Plus when you talk about that strength of schedule for Des Bryant, which I, I feel like he's going to pretty much rise above in one way or another, either by getting loose or, you know, scoring a few more touchdowns. Des is the kind of guy that can get above that. However, I think it, it makes sense to sort of be a little more conservative with Dak. I think the guy's hungry. I, I don't think he's going to be complacent, but I do think that's a general worry you have to have with Guys have a lot of success in their first year, and it's 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 making me just be a little temperate with my with my ranking of Dak. So you know, I just, I'm I'm still talking about Rivers. Like I just I think he's got more upside than Dak and Derek Carr, and then after that, you got guys like Andy Dalton, Tyrod, you know, Palmer. Basically, people that have fleas, you know, like Dalton's offensive line is a big concern. Um, Tyrod, like on a per-game basis, is a stud. Uh, I wrote about it in one of my efforts during quarterback week. I called it the endless middle tier. Um, but Tyrod, he was a quarterback 16 two years ago, and the last year he was 13th. So he's, he's got the upside as a starting quarterback because he did that in 14 games two years ago. And then last year when he was the quarterback 13, he played 15 games. And if you gave him a full 16 games each season and you use his per-game averages, he would have finished as the quarterback 8 and then the quarterback 7 last year. So basically, if you could say the guy was going to be healthy, he'd be top 10 play for sure. And I know I said earlier, I don't want to project injuries, but when you have a running quarterback who has a history of missing a couple of games every year, you know, it just, it just makes sense to be a little bit conservative. At the same time, like Tyrod is one of my favorite, favorite guys to, to take off the board, especially if I've got, if I've got like a lot of safety built in, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be chasing somebody with some upside. So even if I think he might miss a couple of games, it's a it's obviously a replaceable position. So I love, love taking Tyrod when I can. So, and then, you know, so if we're looking at the fake teams ranks, we talked about Carr, Stafford, Rivers, Dak. Um, I left out Roethlisberger. He's, he's, 12th, tied for 12th in our rankings. I've got him 16th. Part of that is acknowledging the home road splits, which are really terrible. Part of it is acknowledging the off-season retirement talk, which I think is a really valid thing to pay attention to. I was reading the other day where he was talking about how his wife would like him to be home. Like She definitely wouldn't hate it if he was done with football. Those don't sound like the words of somebody that's just you know, 100% all about it anymore. And I'm, and I'm speaking as a 33-year-old male that definitely understands being married and having that, like, give and take with another person. And I just I just have some, some worries about Roethlisberger. I know that's entirely qualitative analysis. 
Um, when he's at home, sure. If he's healthy, you know, in DFS, I'll be I'll be grabbing some shares for sure. But that home road split thing, it's gone on long enough. I think we have to pay it some attention. So when I factor that into like his injury risk and then his age, talk about retirement. Plus, I don't love the receiving group. I mean, we, we keep hearing this junk about Martavis Bryant. Like, is he going to play? Is he not going to be able to play? If he loses Martavis, it's, I mean, obviously Le'Veon Bell's a stud, and he's got Antonio Brown. After that, Eli Rogers, you know, Jesse James, the Juju rookie kid is probably going to be shooting up the average draft position board now since Bryant is still not out of the water. So I just, I really don't love the weaponry outside of Brown and Bell. So for me, if I'm looking at the Steelers, I'm not trying to draft Roethlisberger. I'm, I'm obviously not going to have any qualms about taking Antonio Brown in the first round, especially if the top two running backs are gone. That said, I just if I'm drafting a Steeler, I'd rather it be Le'Veon Bell. And I know you don't get the you don't get the option in your snake drafts unless you have the first or second pick, but in an auction draft. I'm just I'm not trying to buy a lot of Steelers guys this year unless it's unless it's Le'Veon and uh, you know maybe Antonio Brown but I'm for my part I'd be content you know if if Antonio's gonna command the most dollars I'm I'm happy rolling with Odell Beckham you know maybe that's talking out of two sides of my mouth because Eli has some of the same concerns but that Roethlisberger does but. Eli's also not talking about retirement, and, you know, again, qualitative analysis, but you see how long his brother played, and Eli is surrounded by arguably the best weapons he has ever had before. You have to go back to healthy Hakeem Nick's time to, to sort of argue otherwise. So, you know, I just, instead of Ben, I mean, for me, I just I would pass. So he's gonna go around that quarterback twelve area. I feel like Stafford has a much safer floor. Um, not as much upside, but I like the floor. And I play I play head to head. And you guys, you know, if you, if you're playing in another format that really dictates, you know, I don't know. I mean, if it dictates that you've got to chase the upside, then by all means, like you know, you know your format better than I do. But I, I play head-to-head, -head, so I'm looking for guys that, that have a floor. So I don't love Ben. So, again, back to uh, fake teams' ranks. We've got uh, that three-way battle at 12, which if I had to rank those guys, i rank them Stafford, Rivers, Roethlisberger. After that, we talked a little bit about Dak at 15. And fake teams is actually on it with Eli Manning. We've got him quarterback 16. And that's a wee bit high compared to some other spots, which I'm going to look at right now. On Fantasy Pros, he's quarterback 18. Um, fantasy Football Calculator, quarterback 17. So not, not much higher than those two places, but a tad higher. So let's check it out. Who's got him? 15. 
you gotta forgive me, Blackburn. Goji, I think is how you say his name. One of our one of our newer writers this year. So he's got him ranked 15th, and then from there, 16, 17, and I've actually got him 19th. And kind of weird because I'm the guy that went to Ole Miss. Um, Eli has been overdrafted in my hometown league since he was a member of the NFL. That's just the way it goes. And I just the dude the dude always throws high. He always has these like unlucky looking interceptions that you can kind of blame on his receivers, sorta. But it's gone on long enough to where like yeah, with these weapons, his range of outcomes, sure he could he could throw for over 30 touchdowns and maybe push for 35 like he did a couple of years ago, but that's still going to come with 20 interceptions or, you know, maybe he's a little better, maybe maybe 18, I don't know. But it's definitely he's definitely not going to have the upside like an Aaron Rodgers where it's 38 to 40 touchdowns and single digit picks. I mean, he's going to be like high teens if not higher on interceptions so he's a good depth play he's a fine like bench guy quarterback two um i, I would say like mid-range for sure quarterback two definitely not not a guy i would take as like an elite quarterback two but in the right matchup yeah eli manning can be a stud so that's our number 16 number 17 was tyrod i already talked about him Per game basis, he's he's boss. So you know if you've got a solid floor with quarterback, or if you're in a league where you only start one and you know they're going to be quarterbacks on waivers, then by all means, like wait on Tyrod and just know that when he's healthy, he's going to be a top ten option with his legs. You know you can also argue with Tyrod that he's you know weapon wise, Sammy Watkins is healthy. They just drafted Zay Jones, and uh, Charles Clay, for me, is a little bit of a sleeper. He's He's got good hands. Um, hasn't been healthy, has not lived up to that contract in Buffalo, but is, is entering what I think is make-or-break time. So, and he finished strong last year. So I think you can argue that you know Tyrod's weaponry is definitely improved, and I'm, I'm a Sammy Watkins believer, so... Love me some Tyrod. After that, we got Dalton, 18. You know, he's got his weapons back, so he's another guy that TD rate should spike this year. So some of the splits, like when he's got A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert in there are pretty impressive. But let's see, last year is TD rate. TD rate for Andy Dalton was 3.2. His career rate is 4.6. Um, the year before that, in 15, he was way up at 6.5%. So, and you're talking like he had healthy weapons in Eifert and AJ Green. So, I'm I'm a big big believer that if he's got some protection, he's not being pressured. That Andy Andy Dalton is going to deliver. So. Maybe, again, you're going to have to do some research on the opposition. He's not a guy I would want as my quarterback one that I had to rely on like every week because I think he does have a floor that's not appealing when you look at his offensive line. So, um, you know, 
I'm again two sides out of my talking out of two sides of my mouth because I, I ranked him quarterback 15, but as I'm sitting here looking at it, I think I'll probably flip he and Tyrod, and I'll bump Tyrod up a notch. So doing that on the fly. All right, so after Palmer, our quarterback 20 was Ryan Tannehill. So we can cross him off the list with the return of Smoking Jay. Um, you know, I, I said it in the, the middle tier article that I wrote, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click off the rankings here. You, you basically get this mess of, like, Tannehill, Blake Bortles, Carson Wentz, Alex Smith, Sam Bradford, Joe Flacco. It's just kind of a, like, you know, if you're a Jaguars fan, you're probably going to draft Bortles. Or if you're looking at, like, rushing stats and you know how much they can buoy stat lines, you're probably going to take him. I like Bortles out of that group. The point is, it's, it's just kind of a mess after, like, quarterback 20. So, you know, for my part, I don't know. I mean, after I said after quarterback 18 that I felt like there was a big drop-off, which for me was the Carson Palmer line. So basically after the elite group, you're looking at, like, this middle group that has guys like Stafford, Rivers, Dak, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, Roethlisberger, Tyrod Taylor, Carson Palmer. And then for me, I, I get like there's a big drop-off after Palmer, in my opinion. Like you, There's a lot of concerns about Eli, like maybe he's done, he's too old. I get that he's got upside, so he, he leads that next tier for me. After Eli, I'd go Blake Bortles. Same deal, like really inefficient, um, but he's got the legs for it. He's got the weapons to have some upside. They, the Jaguars, have totally proven what they want to do this year, um, which is run the ball. You know, they, they drafted Leonard Fournette. I believe, I can't remember who was asked, but one of the Jaguars brass was asked, like, ideally how many times would, would Bortles have to throw, and they said none. So, you know, they, they want to run the mess out of the ball this year. So, you know, in my mind, that, that limits Bortles, especially if you believe that their defense is going to be improved, and if you think that Fournette's going to have some success, I mean, those guys are going to try to do everything they can to not let Blake Bortles throw the ball. So, you know, I don't I don't love him, but I, I see, you know, A-Rob is there. A lot of people beating the drum for Julius Thomas. I actually like Marquise Lee quite a bit because he, he was their best guy last year, and he produced the most despite – Blake Bortles being god-awful. So if you're talking about a guy that's like the least dependent on Bortles to give you some return on your investment based on his ADP, I really like Marquise Lee. And I know I'm digressing for court, from quarterbacks, but you know, I, I can see where he has upside, but just he's got so much downside. So, And that's basically what you're looking at in this tier with Eli and Bortles. Carson Wentz has the same kind of upside. They added Alshon. You know, they added Torrey. You know, he's already got Zach Ertz. But he, he's also, like, he wasn't very good last year. And he's only in year two. So lots of downside for Wentz as well. And now, now that we've got Jay Cutler there, I would put Jay Cutler in this tier. For me, he probably would be... Yeah, it's going to be a battle between Cutler and Bortles for me. 
for the quarterback 20 spot. I, I'd rather have Eli. I'll take Eli over uh, over Jay Cutler. But, you know, I, Cutler, he's going to sling it. You know, he's, he's a lot like Eli. He's, he's going to, when he sees it, he's going to sling it. He's going to throw a lot of picks. He's going to throw touchdowns. So I, I agree with half of Twitter today when they're saying that you got to you got to upgrade the outlook for Devontae Parker a little bit based on this. So, you know, it's just it's just a mess. I mean, if you're having to find your quarterback out of this out of this point, then something has gone really wrong. You know, or you or you were drafting in the Scott Fishbowl trying to trying to be crazier than everybody and get your get your starting quarterback through Deshaun Watson and I don't know, you know, dreaming that Brian Hoyer actually plays more than 10 games, which I don't think so. So anyway, that's your uh, that's your big overall look at quarterback. I'm trying to see if I've got anything else that I wanted to talk about. I did actually write a few things down. It's crazy. So I think I, I think I hit it. You know? The the big the big one I think is like the landmines right now would definitely be Andrew Luck early on. And then Matt Ryan. I mean he's he's not he's not a guy that I trust to, to duplicate what he did last year. I think the yardage will be there. I just that T D rate has got to come down from seven point one percent. So I'm just I'm not gonna he's gonna be like the fourth or fifth guy gone in lots of leagues last this year he's going to be fourth or fifth off the board, and I'm just going to be chilling out, waiting on waiting on Russell Wilson or Mariota if I'm taking a quarterback early. And, uh, you know, you can have your Matt Ryan shares. That's fine with me. So, you know, in general, quarterback strategy, I guess that would be a cool way to sort of wrap it up. I mean, if, obviously, if you're going to play, if you hear this word redraft, if you're listening to this and you don't know what that means, just like your standard – basic fantasy football league that like your cousin invites you to play in because he needs one more player. When you only start one quarterback, you don't need to you don't need to draft Aaron Rodgers. I mean you you can if if you want to just play it safe and have a safe floor. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You know, especially since Rodgers has shown like a consistent ability to outscore other quarterbacks. Like the the gap between Aaron Rodgers and the quarterback twelve is going to be awesome. So, but if you're willing to play the game a little bit and look at some matchups, which is which is really easy to do. Like you don't you don't have to be the smartest person ever to pull up your team on Yahoo and like go to the quarterback, go to players, and then look at quarterbacks and check out who's projected to score the most points that week. They do this cool thing where they like highlight the the opposing team. Like if it's green, that means go. That means it's a really good matchup. If it's red, that means it's bad. If it's yellow, that means it's kind of in the middle. So, you know, if you want to play the game a little bit, you can. You don't have to take a quarterback early. You can wait. You can take Matt Stafford, who most people rank around the quarterback 15, which I, I think he has top 10 upside. You can look at Philip Rivers, who's about the quarterback 14, who I think has like top 11 or 12 upside. Or you can weigh it on a guy like Tyrod Taylor, who may miss some games, but you know when he's healthy and he can run, he's going to offer like top 10, maybe even top 5 upside for that week. So 
those are my three guys I'd look at if I were uh, kind of drafting a quarterback middle to late. Definitely Stafford, Rivers, Tyrod. And I'd, I'd round that out with Carson Palmer, who I've got ranked as the 18th quarterback right now, right behind that Andy Dalton, Tyrod, Ben Roethlisberger pair. Um, you know, his only deal is like, is I'm a little worried he may he may get hurt because his arm wasn't totally healthy last year, and they're they're talking, they're saying good things about it this year, but you know that, that's my only concern with him. I mean, he's got he's got David Johnson, he's got Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown is healthy again, looking like himself again, and uh, you know J.J. Nelson's a burner. But it really, like, you mainly you're just happy that John Brown is back to being himself, and you're hearing good things about about his arm. So, love Carson Palmer as like my my quarterback too. Um, definitely a guy that probably should be owned in your league. But if it's a 12 team league where it's only one quarterback, he may not be. So he would be he'd be like one of my first guys I'm looking at to see what his matchup is if my quarterback got hurt or I had a bye week. So. I don't know. I think I think we we've kind of kind of covered it. If uh, you know, if we're talking primer, I mean, you got in general, you got three elite guys at the top in Rogers, Brady, and Breeze. After that, it's kind of a kind of a debate between Russell Wilson, Mariota. Do you believe in Kirk Cousins? Do you think Andrew Luck is healthy? So, I mean, right away you get into some some question marks at the quarterback position. So. For my part, I'm, I'm happy to wait and take the floor of somebody like Matt Stafford or take the clear upside of Tyrod Taylor and just fill in when I have to. So those are those are my thoughts about it. Um, would love to hear some thoughts or some feedback from the, the five people that took some time and actually checked out all the things I said. So love to hear back. Feel free to comment. Hit me up on Twitter. And expect something similar when we talk. We're, we're done with running backs as of today, so I'll probably get that out in the next couple of days. and We'll go from there. See ya.